Welcome everyone to the Wisdom of Chirac and we are in chapter 21 here in Ecclesiasticus as it's formally called and we're going to jump right in there there's some really good stuff on the sin and um, the oppression uh, from the rich and the uh, the unjust will go to nod and the difference between the fool and the wise okay so here we go in 21 in the book of Ecclesiasticus chapter 21 verse 1 it says my son hast thou sinned question mark do so no more but ask pardon for thy former sins period so that's asking for forgiveness and two flee from sin as from the face of a serpent capital T capital S for if thou come too near it it will bite thee the teeth thereof are the are as the teeth of a lion slaying the souls of men okay all right these are really easy uh, little similitudes here uh, to stay away from sin to flee from get away from it there are temptations that you just don't want okay you got to be uh, grounded in the Holy Ghost and that is a defense all right but it's not something you want to keep doing here we're told to flee from the face of the serpent serpent representing sin capital S okay and you gotta don't go, go near it here in two in three it says all iniquity is as a two-edged sword the wounds whereof cannot be healed again there's the wrong end of it all you keep going uh, you're temptation if you give in to it you, you uh, end up doing the sin itself and that leads to death it cannot be healed alright there's a day of judgment coming turn around it'll be here okay it says in 4 to terrify and do wrong will waste riches Thus the house of the proud men shall be made desolate, period. And that day's coming. See that prophecy right there uh, is uh, not fulfilled until the uh, end of time. Time, times, and the dividing of time. In the book of Revelation, there will be time no more. Why? Because the sun and the moon will no longer be circling the firmament of the earth. In five it says a prayer out of a poor man's mouth reacheth to the ears of God, capital G, and his judgment cometh speedily. Okay, so you see here a prayer out of the poor man's mouth. Again, uh, God has a different judgment. It doesn't go by how much money you have. No. 
Here we're talking about how prayer is answered here for the poor man. How about that? And like I said, Judgment Day is going to be here. You turn around twice and look and here it is. And there's no turning around at that point. In 6 it says, He that hateth to be reproved is in the way of sinners. But he that feareth the Lord will rep repent from his heart. Okay? Fear of the Lord once again. So important. Fear. That word is used more in the King James Bible than any other word. Fear. So, well, Tom, how do you know that? From reading it. I haven't counted them up, but I can tell you fear is one of the most used words in the 77 books of the King James. Repent. How important is that? In 7 it says, An eloquent man is known far and near, but a man of understanding knoweth when he slippeth. Okay? So you will realize you won't be going around making mistakes and not even realizing it. Uh, that's delusional, okay? Here when, when there's a reason why you stumbled or fell or you didn't guide your footsteps through the Holy Ghost in doctrine, you know that, you understand that. Okay, now here's one for today and the rat trap of usury here that we are under because the big banking elite has set it up so cunningly if they set it up so that they will own all the property of the world they say okay in eight it says he that buildeth his house with other men's money is like one that gathereth himself stones for the tomb of his burial how <laughs> about that similitude of uh, burying yourself okay you're burying yourself in debt here you're building your house with others money and that looks like a loan and that usury will chew you up and spit you out you'll never get that house paid off if you're not careful Okay, did you know the wicked have a congregation? Well, they sure have lots of conspiratorial congregations. Yes, they do. Many types. In 9, the congregation of the wicked is like tow wrapped together. And the end of them is a flame of fire to destroy them. Period. So here they are. They're stubble. So they look like they, they got it made, don't they? They fly around in their jets, and they and they get chauffeured and bodyguarded, and uh, every word they say to their spokespeople is puffed to the moon. <laughs> but look at here, they're stubble here, folks. They're stubble. That's Judgment Day again. Nine went straight to Judgment Day again. In ten, it says the way of sinners is made plain with stones but at the end thereof is the pit of hell 
period. Notice the pit here. That's literal. I notice a lot of people are jumping on board of the revelations. And they're trying to symbolize everything away when it's plain speaking. The similitude language of the Bible is used over and over and over. There's no reason to try to interpret anything. The similitude language of prophecy is explained in the Bible itself. So if I say, well, look, I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at Jezebel and that's the whore of Babylon. No, it isn't. Jezebel was a real character within the church there. And those are all seven are real churches. That isn't seven dispensations. All this terrible teaching. How about this one? Learn before you teach. Okay, but I see so much garbage out here. But what are we talking about with the stones? The stones are aligned on a ley line from one end of earth to the other and they match the astrology. It is idolatry and the end of idolatry is the pit of hell, a literal pit that is opened there in the book of Revelation. Not some similitude, not some allegory that you can make up and change. See that's your hermetics that come from the Orion school of philosophy, oh, an occult school that taught every piece of satanic trash for centuries now and they're the ones that say just symbolize the Bible away however you feel is what the meaning you take out of it. BS 11 He that keepeth the law, capital L, of the Lord getteth the understanding thereof and the perfection of the fear of the Lord is wisdom. Period. And that's another thing I just got through saying today after examining some of the uh, teachings that are going on. Learn before you teach. Yes, indeed. And all of this can be fixed with elbow grease and studying the law. They just haven't read the Bible enough to know what to do. They just don't. You're not going to get it online. Your preacher ain't going to tell you. You and I, both of us, all of us here at the table, Harriet, Bo, Benzie, and myself, we must roll our sleeves up. And if you'll do that and you start to plow that field of seeking the wisdom and understanding of the doctrine, you will not be let down, folks. But most people talk the talk and they haven't rolled their sleeves up. They're lazy Bible teachers, okay? And if you go to your theologians, you're lost. Lost. Why? Because they go back to Philo. They go back to this Ptolemy. They go back to the Alexandrian school of blasphemy. Well, it says, he that is not wise will not be taught. 
but there is a wisdom which multiplieth bitterness. Okay, there's different types of wisdom, folks. There's the godly wisdom that comes out of the doctrine. Okay, they're harmonizing that with uh, Ecclesiastes 1.18. And there's another type of wisdom that's an earthly, sensual wisdom. That comes from the other side of the fence. In 13, the knowledge of a wise man shall abound like a flood, and his counsel is like a pure fountain of life. So there we are. I'm, again, careful who we listen to. But those of wisdom and understanding, we got to wear out their doorstep, don't we, folks? In 14, it says, the inner parts of a fool. This fool are like a broken vessel, and he will hold no knowledge as long as he liveth. So you see, he can't remember. His mind is not retaining it. His spirit is not retaining the wisdom and understanding that he needs, because he's like the similitude of the broken vessel. So it's cracked, and the Water of wisdom and understanding is pouring out as quick as it pours in there in 14 and 15. If a skillful man hear a wise word, he will commend it and add unto it. But as soon as one of no understanding heareth it, it displeaseth him and he casteth it behind his back. And that, that is a mouthful there. They're harmonizing this with the Proverbs 9.9. 9, but this, this is absolutely the way it is. Uh, because uh, that's what the uh, great refreshing of having other studiers that are in this quest and on the right side of the fence. They've had the good start. They're working every day at their wisdom and understanding. They realize that it's con it's connected directly to their salvation. And foolishness and ignorance will send you to hell. Lots of people have taken our CDs over the years. And uh, this is literal. Not only threw them behind their, their back, they threw them in my face. Or some of them ended up where? In the trash can. <laughs> okay. Some of them, oh, hey, let's just give these away to somebody else. Okay. So what I'm saying is take what we say here and add to it. Get your own uh, insights that the Lord's given you. It, this is all the wagon is being pulled. The wisdom and understanding wagon is being pulled in one direction, folks. It just is. 16, the talking of a fool. Of a fool is like a burden in the way, but grace shall be found in the lips of the wise. Once again, foolish versus wise here. And like I said, you can spend your time trying to explain things to the foolish person the brainwashed person, it is not easy. They must be deprogrammed from their cult. And that includes Christian cults. 
that do such a good job of getting people dumbed down. Alright, so they have to be deprogrammed. When they come out of the whore, they gotta stay out of the whore. They can't backslide, okay? This is serious business here, this quest for your and my salvation. 17. They inquire at the mouth of the wise man in the congregation, and they shall ponder his words in their heart. And that's what we have to do. And that is a joy to do that, including reading these proverbs here and pondering them and discussing them. And oh, what a joy that is. And uh, the benefits will be there. 18. As is a house that is destroyed, so is wisdom to a fool. And the knowledge of the unwise is as talk without sense. And that is for sure. 19. Doctrine unto fools is as fetters on the feet and like manacles on the right hand. Okay, so those are the calluses. Fetters, that's a way of imprisoning people. That's a painful way of being imprisoned. Uh, so, uh, as we love doctrine and we want to fall under the yoke of God's doctrine, the people of the steeple are being taught that they don't do doctrine. Okay, Paul Crouch said he's tired of all the doctrinal doo-doo. That's what he said. He called our doctrine, he called it dung, folks. Okay, but uh, on we go. I don't want to get stuck here. We can discuss that on a later day. In 20, a fool lifteth, lifteth up his voice with laughter, but a wise man doth scarce smile. A little... Now, that doesn't mean there's not a time for laughter. Proverbs taught that plainly, okay? It can be a medicine with limitations. You can't sit there and laugh all day long. That is madness, folks. That's taught here, and it was taught in Ecclesiastes. Same thing out of, out of Solomon, and here it is again here. All right, and there is a heaviness to knowing the truth, but there, it, the joy is unspeakable. 21. Learning is unto a wise man as an ornament of gold, and like a bracelet upon his right arm. Notice the right. 22. A foolish man's foot is soon in his neighbor's house. But a man of experience is ashamed of him. Again, you got to know when you're wearing out your welcome there in 22. Speaking of that here, look at 23. A fool will peep in at the door into the house. But he that is well nurtured will stand without. Okay, so here we have the Peeping Tom hair that doesn't have any more morals than to give people their privacy. 24. It is the rudeness of a man to hearken at the door, 
but a wise man will be grieved with the disgrace. Period. 25. The lips of talkers will be telling such things as pertain not unto them, but the words of such as have understanding are weighed in the balance. Okay, and the balance gives you what? What's right and wrong? It's your judgment, your moral judgment of knowing right and wrong. Okay, and uh, that can be in the gossiping. We There's nothing wrong with um, saying good things about fellow studiers, say, and I, I do that myself when I see people start to grow, and they really can amaze me how quickly they can grow. And uh, th that's a good thing, but I'm not going into all their business, okay? And I, I complained last time about the Internet and how people use that for really foolishness, okay? All right, so I complained. That's enough. We'll move on. 26, the heart of fools is in their mouth, but the mouth of the wise is in their heart. <laughs> how about that one? That's beautiful. All right, so... Every little thing that they feel or see isn't weighed out before they speak here in 26. No, they just let it fly. And wherever those lips take them, they go. <laughs> but the mouth of the wise, that comes straight out of their heart. Those things have already been weighed out in the balance. They've gotten them out of the doctrine, etc. Okay, listen to this in, in 27. When the ungodly curseth Satan, he curseth his own soul. Okay? So here you are cursing Satan. Satan cannot drive out Satan. So here you are uh, with the spirit of Satan in you as one that is unlearned, as one that is affected by the devil. So as he's uh, cursing Satan... He's cursing himself. How do you like that here in the wisdom of Sirach? A whisperer defileth his own soul and is hated wheresoever he dwelleth. So there you are with the secret whispering. You're telling little secrets. You can't talk out loud for people to hear because you are behind people's backs. That's one. Two, whispering goes right into the occult. Uh, whispering, muttering, peeping, all that's occultic. All that the sorcerer does. And then you fast forward that to today and you, you go in there and people are being taught that they should whisper all the time. Listen, everywhere ain't a library, okay? And if you got to say it in your... Whispering, you're trying to keep a secret from people. But the occultic innuendos are there. I'm a bear whisperer. I'm a horse whisperer. I'm an Airedale terrier whisperer. That has occult innuendos in that type of statement. Also has a lot of stupidity. Because the old bear whisperer ended up being lunch. For a grizzly. That's a famous one. On into 22, the number of books in that book, that wonderful 
book of Revelation. Oh, we have the lazy man here in 22. He don't want to work. No, 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 no. I must sit back and examine. Where's my pot? What is it, a pot of gold coming from? <laughs> the, a slothful man is compared to a filthy stone, and everyone will hiss him out to his disgrace. And I tell you, being involved with lazy people, I don't care what subject it is, whether it's a lazy construction worker, a lazy person in the doctrine that don't want to roll their sleeves up and study, whether it's a lazy musician that don't want to go home and do his homework, he wants to just come in and play, it doesn't matter. Good hard work is a good thing and the Holy Ghost, if you have it, will motivate you to be a hard worker, to work with all zeal, especially in the doctrine. Especially in the doctrine, folks. But in all aspects of your life. Two, it says a slothful man is compared to the filth of a dunghill. Every man that takes it up will shake his hand. Period. And that's to get the filth off your hand. You just can't yoke with the sloth. The people that want a free ride. People that, want, that will work just as hard as everything you will do. And they'll sit in the back and be nourished by your hard work. They are just trouble. They just are. And especially if they're biblically uh, unlearned and they refuse to roll their sleeves up. They just don't care enough to do it. So that's, that's just... That's shameful, folks. Nothing is worth worse than a sloth. Three, it says, an evil nurtured son is the dishonor of his father that begot him. And a foolish daughter is born to his loss. And there you go with the ungodly kids. What do you do with them? They, they, they've got on the internet. They know all there is to know. Why? Well, if I have a question, I fact check. <laughs> they don't think anymore. They're brain dead. Now they go out and get all their jabs, see? Because they're so smart. Because they've got on there and they've looked and, oh my, Fauci, oh, he is just my hero and Bill Gates. They're my heroes. So I'll just go get my Mark of the Beast jab. I'm so smart and you don't know anything. Stay away from those people, folks. But here we have the wise daughter in four. That's a different, that's a horse of a different color here. Listen to this. A wise daughter shall bring an inheritance to her husband, but she that liveth dishonestly is her father's heaviness. So there you are. What do you do? You still love the kids, but there they are going astray and there's no stopping them. They're not going to listen. They're not going to get in the doctrine and read. No, 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 no. They don't have to study that old Bible. Why, the internet told me I don't need to do that. 
Oh, we got the great scientists, the great theologians to tell us, right? They'll tell me what to think. What's the matter with that parents? What's, what's the matter with them? They're so stupid and old-fashioned. Yeah, why don't they think like the new, the new person here in the new world here in the new age? And five, now this is not a bold lady that's brave. This is bad here in five. She that is bold dishonoreth both her father and her husband, but they both shall despise her. So she's some, uh, she's way too forceful in bad ways. Okay, that's this bold, bold lady. And that goes for bold associates of all kinds, sons, friends. All right, it's a, in this case, it's a bad word. In six, more about knowing when and where to talk. It says a tale out of season is as music in mourning, but stripes and correction of wisdom are never out of time. Okay, that's another big statement there. Never out of time, folks. So, hey, when the Spirit uh, pushes you to do do the correcting, do it. When, you, when, this, when it's in you to talk about the doctrine, do it. And I'll tell you another thing. A way to increase the Holy Ghost is to gather. That's another benefit to the Bible study. Where two or more are gathered, Jesus Christ is there with them. So it doesn't take a uh, 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 hundred people. It doesn't take ten where two or more are gathered. There is Jesus Christ and where he is, the great comforter is. Alright, that's the Holy Ghost. All right, so there's that. And when it comes to this, uh, the stripes and correction of wisdom are never out of time. So this isn't stripes just beating somebody because you don't like what they're saying. This is a correction here. And so this, uh, and it, when it comes to this music, this isn't a sad song here to uh, soothe your sorrow. This is the type of happy, happy song when someone's busy pining away. All right. So there's a time and a place to apply every one of these scriptures. Remember that it doesn't go all the time in every case, just most of the time here. So remember that as we're taught, there's a time and a season to apply each scripture. All right. So there's that. In seven, it says, Whoso teacheth a fool is as one that glueth a pot shared together, and he that walketh as he that waketh one from a sound sleep. Okay, what do we say here? Wake up. You'll get a good view of what's going on around you in the world. It takes the doctrine to do that, by the way. I don't care what political scientist, how brilliant he or she may be. If they don't have the Bible, they will get lost. I've seen it. I've seen it over the years. And if you think some fool that doesn't want to learn is going to absorb anything, yeah, you might put the pieces of that pot together. It's going to start leaking again. All right, 
And if they do saddle up and get their hands dirty in the doctrine and learning and get the beauty of the wisdom and understanding, that's a blessing. That is a beautiful thing. It's also, unfortunately, rare. But it does happen. So don't. we're not giving up hope on anybody. If the Lord has put it in your heart to help somebody, you just keep at it out there. Keep those sleeves rolled up. In eight, he that telleth a tale to a fool speaketh to one in a slumber. When he hath told his tale, he will say, What is the matter? So in this case, the fool doesn't even know the damage that he's doing with his talk. And when you when you tell something to a fool, will he wake up and stay awake and start to uh, seek the wisdom and understanding from the doctrine? Will he come over and join the Bible study where two or three or four are gathered together and there the Jesus Christ is walking in the midst of that Bible study? Or is he going to turn his back and go on about his earthly endeavors and never give it another thought? And those good thoughts that you told the fool about fall out of the cracks of the pot and leak out onto the ground. In 9 it says, If children live honestly and have wherewithal, they shall cover the baseness of their parents. So once again here the child is teaching the parents here. Okay, and the parents are starting to grow. In 10 it says, but children being haughty through disdain and want of nurture do stain the nobility of their kindred. So there they are. They're a, a, a genetic curse to your, your family. Families in the last day, if you have everybody in, in your family, the majority of your family as believers and they're studying, you're blessed because in most families they're going to be split over Jesus Christ. Now that's a prophecy by Jesus Christ that people will be separated here your own family over Jesus. In 11 it says, Weep for the dead, for he hath lost the light, and weep for the fool, for he wanteth understanding. Make little weeping for the dead, for he is at rest, but the life of the fool is worse than death. Okay, I gotta explain some of this in 11. Alright, so here we have the first dead here is the double dead that do not know the Lord. So whether they're alive or passed on, they're in big trouble. And uh, you can here it's compared to the fool that has no understanding. It's not that he's seeking understanding, he is lacking understanding here in 11. Okay, but now we're talking about the people that know the Lord that have passed on. And you do weep for them because you miss them. Okay, but they're with God. They're with. They're in paradise. 
Alright, he's at rest or she's at rest. But I'll tell you what, life on this side in the flesh or on that side in the spirit, foolishness is going to drag you down here in 11. 12, seven days do men mourn for him that is dead. Now that's a custom back in the, the Old Testament. But for a fool and an ungodly man all the days of his life. Okay, so there's that. I mean, if, if foolishness, if you, it doesn't matter if you have a, if you live to be 120, if you're a fool, that is not going to help you. And uh, if you have wisdom and understanding, you're going to be with Christ. All right, in 13, talk not much with a fool, and go not to him that hath no understanding. Beware of him lest thou have trouble, and thou shalt never be defiled with his fooleries. Depart from him, and thou shalt find rest, and never be disquieted with madness. Period. Okay? Once again, here's the yoking with people. It teaches over and over to be careful who you uh, associate with, who you yoke with. In 14 it says, what is heavier than lead? Question mark. And what is the name thereof? But a fool. <laughs> Question mark. 15 sand and salt and a mass of iron is easier to bear than a man without understanding. And that's for sure. Their talk is just childish. Uh, nonsensical no fruit involved in it. it it can really be an irritant okay and, and that really speaks for itself there in 15 and 16 as timber girt and bound together in a building cannot be loosed with shaking so the heart that is established by advised counsel shall fear at no time. Okay, so the only fear that they have is the fear of the Lord, none, none else. And here you're grounded in the Word of God. Alright, and uh, that's a beautiful statement there in 16. Uh, 17, a heart settled upon a thought of understanding is as a fair plastering on the wall of a gallery. How about that similitude? And we're thinking, we're not just reading here, we're talking about it. We're, uh, the other people that are in the study, we're, we're discussing it, uh, we're asking questions, we're looking up words, we're looking to keep growing, to be edified in the doctrine. Uh-oh, here in 18. Pales Set on a high place will never stand against the wind. So a fearful heart in the imagination of a fool cannot stand against any fear. Once again, to take this a step further, the spirit of fear is what the fallen angels and demons are attracted to. 
That's why when you look at people that are visited by these creatures, they all have this spirit of fear. Now, there's other things that attract these spiritual criminals. One of them is to have the ungodly sex. Other ways of uh, looking through the veil at these things from the other side. But uh, the imagination, once again, in the King James Bible is wicked. 19. He that pricketh the eye will make tears to fall. And he that pricketh the heart maketh it to shew her knowledge. Okay, so what's he mean there? Okay, so this is as you're pricking the eye and the tears fall. But however, this prick of the heart is through the wisdom and understanding. This is through some of the things that I read here in the wisdom of Sharak. And I think, whoa, man, you better look at this again here. You could be guilty. You could fall off here, Tom. So, by doing that, by taking a good look in the mirror, you are what? Keeping the wisdom and understanding growing, and you're not going to allow yourself to backslide. 20. Whoso casteth a stone at the birds, frayeth them away. And he that upbraideth his friend, breaketh friendship. So it doesn't look like uh, that friend's coming back, does it? But wait a minute here in 21, it goes on, there's more. Though thou drewest a sword at thy friend, yet despair not, for there way, but their way be a returning to favor. So there's a way to get that back. Uh, even though you and your friend may have fought, that happens in life. There's a forgiveness here. Uh, this returning to favor. Okay. You, so you despair not. Don't, don't cry. So there may be a returning back to for this friendship. In 22, if thou hast opened thy mouth against thy friend, fear not, for there may be reconciliation. Okay, now we got a list here coming up. Except for abrading or pride or disclosing of secrets or a treacherous wound for for these things every friend will depart period there it is wise words wise words here with the wisdom of shirak 23 be faithful to thy neighbor in his poverty that thou mayest rejoice in his prosperity abide steadfast unto him in the time of his trouble that thou mayest be hair with him in his heritage for a mean estate that's an average estate is not always to be contemned for the rich that is foolish to be had in admiration. Does that make sense? Okay, so, uh, you know, for a mean estate is not always to be uh, 
it's not a bad thing nor the rich that is foolish to be held in admiration. I'm going to read all this again. 23. Be faithful to thy neighbor in his poverty, that thou mayest rejoice in his prosperity. Abide steadfast unto him in the time of his trouble, that thou mayest be hair with him in his heritage. For a mean estate is not always to be contemned, nor the rich that is foolish to be had in admiration. Okay, so there's that. I read it twice. 24. As the vapor and the smoke of a furnace goeth before the fire, so reveling before blood. So watch what's going on around you. Watch the threatenings that are going on. So there's that because it can end up with bloodshed. 25. I will not be ashamed to defend a friend, neither will I hide myself from him. And if any evil happen unto me by him, every one that heareth it will beware of him. Okay, so if the person turns on you with this, at least others will know better than to be around this person, to yoke around this person. Last verse of the podcast. And they're harmonizing this with uh, Psalms 141. Read. Who shall set a watch before my mouth and a seal of wisdom upon my lips that I fall not suddenly by them and that my tongue destroy me not? Okay, who does that? Well, we help each other. Like I said, uh, where two or more are gathered together, Christ is there with them. So the Spirit of God is increased right there. Oh, personal study, Holy Ghost can be had. Being kind to the widow and the fatherless, Holy Ghost will be amplified there. All that's good. All that is good. But yet the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ, is here to make sure that we don't backslide here. And he's the one, as long as we got that Holy Ghost, all right? And then we're, uh, we're studying. We're rolling up our sleeves, studying, folks. We're not, we're not just uh, leaving the Holy Ghost without trying to help it along with the doctrine that we've been given by the Holy Ghost. It's a miracle we have our Bible here. And yet, th this is a backsliding that we're concerned about. This uh, watch on your mouth that you don't say things that you should not. Things should be thought out thoroughly here, folks. All right. Um, so uh, we get all that help. We get the other saints that read the doctrine and they're busy watching and correcting each other. That's a beautiful thing because as a saint, you got to what? Not be afraid to be corrected. And uh, you, if you do, if you are afraid and you won't look at yourself and where you might be wrong, well, your growth process is stunted because you refuse to look at the mistake. So that being said, folks here from the old Bible prophecy church here, from Harriet Benzie Bow and myself. 
May the Holy Ghost go with everyone. Bye-bye.